everybody. Welcome back to the Rebrand Podcast. Really hope you guys have been enjoying what we've been talking about. I hope it's blessing you. Uh, we're back at it again. My brother Andy over here, my other brother, Hedson, Javier, and uh, we're excited for what uh, we've got today. Yeah, so uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, many of our stories and and. Uh, uh, I want to get more more personal today. Uh, oh man, I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly. <laughs> I, I want to get more of uh, why we even here. So our journey, uh, and mainly, what was our turning point? When was it? Or how was it? I can even tell you where it was that I said, I'm done. I tried drugs. I tried alcohol. I tried pornography. I tried other relationships. And I cannot get satisfaction. I cannot get joy. I cannot get peace i feel alone even surrounded with people when is it that we said i'm done so you know that that's kind of what I, how i want to kick us off uh today when, when was it that our lives turned around and hopefully to the good and are we there yet? And we're we're perfect? No, not even close. But but when was that really? And the reason this question is because I was sharing uh, some some of my story at a at a class at uh, a, a university with Doctor Echo, uh, very a good friend of mine. He's a mentor, and uh, one of the students ask me that when was it that you knew that you knew that you had to turn around and it got me thinking and it took me to that place exactly to that place you ready for this i don't know if i want to share that with you <laughs> i'm getting too vulnerable here <laughs> You're gonna need. My, you're gonna see my 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 darkness. There's no turning back now. Oh, man, how did I, what did I get myself into? <laughs> so, uh, start thinking of that. I'm uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna share a little bit. Uh, I almost lost my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost got into a divorce. Um. I was at that point that if I wouldn't have gotten, we can say the word caught, I would have been like, not like Joseph, but I would have slipped in my sin and being with Pharaoh's wife. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just a simple conversation with the wrong person 
a simple conversation with the wrong person almost got me to lose my wife and my kids. And at that point in life, I had to say, I got to do something different. And that's when I cried out for help. Several times I cried out for help, but not like this time. Mm. This time was almost for real. Where were you? Were you in church? Were you uh, not going to church? Were you involved at all? Where, where were you? So give, here, us some, give us some back, back, back story. Here, here's the key to this. Sometimes we can still be in church. Okay. But the business of life separates us from the relationship with God. Right. I wasn't in leadership yet. But even if I would have been in leadership, I probably would have found myself in the same place. Because I was walking alone. Going back to that. I was working long hours. I had a lot of money. I had good money. I was trying to get the American dream. I was trying to succeed building a business. I had 15 guys working for me. I had a partnership. Very strong business. We were looking at million dollar company and we were getting there. And that was my focus. God wasn't my focus. My relationship with God was I know you me and you are good. I go to church. I check that box. The attendance box. But I'm going to make my own future. My own path. And um, when I hurt my wife and uh, we almost separated felt like my whole world fell I uh, I did not I did not want to hear it I knew I was wrong but that was my turning point I asked God to forgive me and her to forgive me but I didn't even know if I was sincere or not mm. Because the only reason I was in this position, it was because I got caught. If I wouldn't have gotten caught, I probably would have sinned. And Jesus said it. I, I sinned. I, I, you know, Jesus said it just by you thinking about it. Okay. You already committed sin. You know, just by me being open to a conversation. I had already betrayed my wife. Right. And, and it's not just having a conversation with someone single. It's the heart behind that conversation. It's the interest. So so we're not saying if you're married, you can't talk to another woman. No, it, it's what are the intentions? What What is the emotional attachment yeah. yes. that is going on in that moment? Because um, 
I'll let you jump back in. But no, I think I, you can. I'm you good. Can. I don't want to share no more. <laughs> Someone else take uh, over. I think I shared just enough. Gave you, an out. <laughs> you you can. Thanks. You can cheat. You can uh, dishonor the pack, the commitment you made with your wife, without going into sexual action. Yeah. Just yeah. the emotional can be already sinful right so that so and, and these are things that i hate talking about hey and can i tell you so i don't know the story do you know the story this this particular one okay okay so here, i told you you don't want to know my no no, no 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 <laughs> i i value this right now because i know you andy knows you i think i've known you longer than andy yeah. we've hung together for lot different periods in our life very closely yeah. um so just you being transparent and open right now, thank you for that. I value that. Um, and I know it's not easy. Like it's, it's easy when you don't know who's going to hear this, but then it goes out into the internet and anyone could hear it. That's kind of scary too. Yeah. But here on a personal level, you opening up, um, thank you for, for being vulnerable. Thank you for being brave and putting it out there. Because he, here, here's the thing. Uh, it stinks. Trash things. And uh, unless we talk about it and empty the trash can, we cannot get the odor away. And a lot of us are walking. Here's the easy thing to do for many of us. Okay, I knew coming into here, being vulnerable, and there's a lot of stories you don't know. And there's a lot of stories I don't know from you guys. Right. And there's a lot of stories that we don't know from you guys. And hopefully you can write us and share your stories. You can make comments. You can message us. We want to hear your stories. Because you might be going through something mm -hmm. that maybe we have gone through. Or maybe we haven't gone through. But... We want to listen to you. We want to hear you. See, we're not perfect over nope. here. We, we, unless we open up our trash can lid and get the trash bag out, just by keeping the lid doesn't fix the problem. Still there. The smell might not come out, but we still stink from the inside. I don't even know why we got here to this topic. <laughs> I should have cho chosen another one. Let's start all over. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we have a lot of people walking, young people, young men, young females, adults, married, that are walking with a lot of baggage, mm -hmm. a lot of trash. And instead of them finding a safe place to talk about that, Empty the trash can, put it in the trash cart, leave it, let the Holy Spirit take it. We all we do is keep the lid on and think everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Just by the grace of God. And because I have a beautiful wife who's a forgiving wife. Mm. 
And she has taught me so many things. And every day I'm trying to be a better person is that we're still together. We're going on 22 years. That's awesome. Congrats, yeah, bro. this happened when we were probably six years in. It's been a long time. But only by the grace of God. Stop doing the math. <laughs> I already did it. Yes, you were already, you were, you already did it. <laughs> you know, just by the grace of God. Hey, 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 uh, hey, that's we, we got to be vulnerable no, no, and, no, no. and transparent, but not, not too much date. No. I'm not going to tell you that it was on this date. No, I'm just kidding. But it, that's real right there because that times things, I was, I, I enter that timeline around there. Yeah. That, and that's, and I, I'm bringing that out just to say thank you for being vulnerable. Like, you're not telling me something. That happened before you met me. This yeah. was contemporary of us doing yeah. stuff together. And, and, and I'm just saying, and because, thank you, bro. Because we were not in relationship. You know, you, you were... You, and that was a different stage in my life exactly. at that point. Yeah, we were not we were. in relationship. We're still young. Uh, you know, I wish I would have been... I wish I would have paid attention to my father's guide now, I want to be clear we're not preaching religion here mm-hmm. no. I, I, I'm I'm done with religion you know religion is not what we're trying to help you with we're trying to help with relationship because you could be going to church every day and you still have all that junk in your in inside of you one of these days that junk is going to tear you apart. For so many years, I didn't even want to come into ministry or do ministry because I had so much trash inside of me. How can I? That's the other part of the trash symbol, the symbolism, right? Not only does it stink, but we push it down further to see how much more we can get in. Right. Wow. We wow. sell flex bags wow. so we can get more <laughs> in. <laughs> they won't <Come> tear. <laughs> so, they got uh, Febreze in them, so, right? so it yeah. covers up some of the smell. Yeah, until the Febreze is done. <laughs> hey. And then, in, so I just, yeah, I just put this on my heart. Um, last week, I think I even shared it with you here. So, um, we were in a, a little uh, meeting, uh, marriage get together that we do on Sundays and uh, one of the questions in this questionnaire was should your spouse know everything about your past and it was one of my favorite questions there's like 26 questions and uh, that was one of my favorite because I know that brings a lot of uh, right that that brings a lot of tension that brings a lot of thoughts like oh um, and for me it's not just my answer to that question, but it's what I've tried to walk in since being married with my wife and even before as we were dating. My answer is yes. Yeah. Because yep. if I am transparent about the past, I will be transparent about the present. Mm-hmm. If I hide the past, it's going to help me. It's just it's training me to hide the present. So by being transparent with my wife about my past, 
things that when she wasn't even part of my life, I'm still transparent with her. It's helping me to be transparent about today, mm-hmm. about what I messed up mm-hmm. a night ago, right? So it, 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 it sets me up for being successful in my marriage. Yeah. Um, and also, if biblically we are one, how, how can I be one and not know about the other person? That, that doesn't make sense. If we're one, the, the, there's a totality of, of that that I know everything, right? Mm. And th- it's a challenge with, within marriage that that's a challenge. Um, I think there's a process in getting there, um, and there needs to be wisdom and God's help. And sometimes maybe a counselor, maybe a mentor that, that helps through those conversations because some of things could get ugly. Some of our past can be really ugly and could really um, change how we see that person, right? But we get to practice the love yeah, of now, God. Now you won't. I'm going to take from that guy. You can't talk to me about, to me about marriage. <laughs> don't talk to me about marriage you did this and you want to tell me about marriage you know and and that's where but that's the truth of our walk yeah we're talking about our journey yeah and, and a lot of times that's the lie that prevents us from even listening to your mistakes oh absolutely because yeah. yeah. I'm not proud of what i done but I hope that people don't do the same mistakes I made because it was terrible. You know, we go through miserable times sometimes because we ask for it. We try to blame everyone and their mom. But a lot of times, 99.9% of the stuff that goes on that happens in our lives we ask for them. And, and unfortunately, we live in a world that we're looking for someone to blame. Yeah. You said it the other day. Our stories are not our stories. They're his stories. He bought them. He the bought them. Yeah. We might have messed up, but he had a purpose. He has a purpose, and he will always have a purpose for everything that goes in us but it's up to us to say when is enough for me that i stop living for myself and i start enjoying him so that that's a little bit of 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 probably too much you done with your trash where where, where i want to (laughs) take us today but but that's when i realized hey Am I willing to lose mm. everything right. for me, for my own desire? Am I willing to lose everything? And I had to make a decision. I said, no, I'm not. Mm. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, I, I, I would have lost everything. Because I don't deserve to have, to have, to have a second chance. You know, that was my turning point. And from there on, I did everything I could, you know, to to try to be the best husband, the best father. I I continue messing up. 
as a father, as a husband sometimes. But I did not, you know, I did not stay there. I did not commit the same mistake. So, but that was my turning point with God. I said, God, I can't fix this one. This one, I, I think I, I messed it up too much. A little bit of help here. <laughs> and his mercy, bro. His mercies of, man, I don't deserve mercy. And he still covered me with that. He yeah. still restored my marriage. He still gave me another opportunity. You know, and, and uh, that, that's where my, my turning point. And that's where I wanted it to get. When is it that you said, you know what, this is it. That I give totally surrender to you. Yeah. So I'll ask Andy that. <laughs> so, you know, I could come back with a question and say, well, well which time? Because <laughs> there's been a bunch. Yeah, I, I had a few. Of I heard somebody say one time, I think it was, um, I think it was Rich Mullins. Uh, he's gone on to glory now, but he was a you know, Christian artist, and he said. When you start off as a kid, as a Christian, you grow up in the church, you know, and then you have that one time at, you know, summer camp and you give your life to the Lord. And then maybe the next summer, you know, you you uh, rededicate your life. And by the time you're in your 20s, you know, you rededicate every quarter. <laughs> and by the time you're our age, you're doing it like four times a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always rededicating. But I think the time when it was time to stop playing games. It was about uh, 2009-ish. And um, that's when we first met, me and Harrison first met. And um, you had you had invited me, you know, to come and play for uh, some evening worship, you know, at, at a church that you were working at at the time and and did that, so it came by invitation. But that kicked off, um, it kicked off a change with, in a different season of my life because I was already struggling with, you know, I was raised in a Christian home and knew right from wrong and that type of thing, but but there was a struggle, there was a power struggle going on. And um, knew what what I needed to do, just didn't want to do it. Wanted to run away from it. Um, but anyways, so started getting back involved, you know, in uh, in church and in community. <laughs> and um, there was one specific night that I'll never forget. This um, one of my biggest, one of my biggest thorns in the flesh when I was living for the world was I loved getting high. That was my thing. You know, I never got into hard drugs, cocaine, none of that. I was a stamp me. I was a pothead, you know, <laughs> that you was that good cush, that good stuff. That was, that was my thing. And, um, and it was a daily, you know, and so for a long time, my wife, she didn't know. Wait, she, wait, wait. How, how'd you keep this? from her not knowing 
all the little tricks, you know, um, certain times of day we, we worked, we were like ships passing in the night, worked different, okay. different hours. And, uh, um, I interrupt you with <laughs> <laughs> watch this. Uh, Nephi's going to get a kick out of this. This is my, my, my son. Uh, <laughs> he used to roll in the grass so I wouldn't smell the pot. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled so, in the grass after he rolled yeah, up the grass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice he, he, used to, he used to do that. <laughs> and he says, I would roll in the grass. Wait, isn't he allergic to grass? Yeah, and, and he would roll in the grass <laughs> to... Uh, to cover it up yeah it, it was it was it was crazy so so did you it, do that no i didn't roll the grass <laughs> um but probably if i would have thought of that you're I rolling other kind it. of grass i was rolling other kind of grass yeah cooked grass actually i i was more of a packer than anything yep. i had a little one hitter you know they call it a one hitter you take with you everywhere you go so hey we can't speak that language over here oh sorry <laughs> sorry that's not christian you know, lingo it's real <laughs> um but there was that, you know, it was like hit up the visine in your eyes and spray up. So, so never at home, I assume. Cause oh, yeah. But there was times. So, like I said, we worked okay. different hours. So my wife would go to bed, you know, early. She'd have to get up. She'd have to get up early, so she'd be in bed with with. At the time, we only had you spray Lysol on child. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go out to the garage. That's okay, yeah. that, that was my hiding place. Okay. Yeah. I had little hiding places, you know. Hit it a few times, good, good for the night, you know. And then on the way to work, I was always by myself. Okay. Sometimes it was at home, but you know, she'd be in bed. Should, should, should we say this? Uh, do not do this at home. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> These aren't tips. Yeah. Don't do this, this isn't a how-to. Don't do it and drive. Don't yeah. do it. I was, you know, take your lunch break at work and go drive around the neighborhood. You know, all that ridiculous stuff. But finally. It got to a point to where she got, she was catching on. Women are dumb. Oh, no. They have intuition. Yeah. They know. You know, and even though I did my best to hide it, I wasn't really that great at hiding it because she was picking up on something. There was just something off. A smell. Yeah. <laughs> I smelled like grass. And um, so really quick, fast forward, after after coming out to her about this, she had told me she was like, "I tried looking everywhere mm. for your stash spot, you know." And I'm and I'm quite a bit taller than my wife, so I you know put yes. it up high, you yes. know, I have high spots, so she could reach it. High spots, high spots, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so anyways, um, I made the decision one night. Enough was enough. I was like, man, I, I've I've got to come clean because the secrecy was killing me. I like inside. to know. I like to know what happened to you at the bar. At the bar? Oh, yes. <laughs> that that you shared with us on a Sunday morning. Sure. So. I was coming to church. I was playing, you know, with with Harrison, and uh, I was still playing in a secular band at the time. And we were having practice on whatever weeknight it was, yeah. I don't know. And uh, I had a gig one night at this bar that was right down the street from where the church was. And um, so we went, you know, had worship practice, 
and then like you know i had to get out of there real quick i had to go and do a sound check for this gig so on the way i mean we're talking maybe a mile maybe a mile from the church to the bar right just blowing it up <laughs> you know just hitting hitting uh as much as i could you know smoking as much as i could to get there because i had to perform high yeah that was my thing you know because you think you sound better and it's yeah. just it's the whole experience right everything slows down it all sl- yeah you got more time to do solos. totally different and you just you were in the moment and so at least i thought but anyways so i went straight from i always said you know i went straight from it was like going from heaven into hell because i went straight from this atmosphere of love and community in Christ and worship into darkness and destruction and demonic activity and selfishness and like all these things. And so long story short, like that specific time, that specific night was the last night that I played a secular gig ever Mm. in a secular band. That was it. I called it quits after that night because We did our sound check, and it was really weird. Before before we played the show, all the guys in the band were like, like we were best friends all growing up. Everybody was real standoffish. Like they they didn't want to talk to me. Like I don't know what was going on. I don't know what it was. Maybe I smelled like the Holy Spirit or something. <laughs> but it, it was just weird, and so. It was just an emptiness feeling. And so I went and I sat in the corner of the bar. There was like a there was like a round, you know, type of type of uh booth, right? And I'm just like scanning the bar and watching everything and I'm just watching people just be led, you know, by by darkness, you know, drinking and, and with debauchery and just everything, man. It was just so I saw a lot of stuff happen in that specific bar actually, um in other times. But this night it was just it was just very much a spiritual battle that was going on, you know, in my life. <clears throat> and so finally got to the show, played the last show. It was eh, whatever. Didn't really care that much about it and, you know, made the decision mid show, just in my mind, thinking, This is it. Like this this is it. You know, I'm quitting after this because I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm. You know, I just this this emptiness that came over me. So did it feel like a rock bottom? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, th- it was definitely rock bottom. It was um, it was a mask moment. Mm. I was wearing a mask that didn't fit me anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. God was doing something in my life, and um. So it must have been probably shortly shortly after that night uh I decided okay I'm going to come clean with with Stacy my wife about what I've been up to my habit <laughs> and I and I remember specifically sitting on my back porch I think we you've sat back there with, before you you've been out there it was at the old house but I remember sitting back there and just looking up, you know, towards the sky and just going, God, I, I am prepared for whatever result comes. 
I I was prepared for a divorce because she had always told me like if cause she had caught me before once yeah. once before early in our in our relationship. W- what'd you say when she caught you that one time? Um, I won't do it again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, just, just it's sorry. just the one time. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oops, it, it was. It, it accidentally. That's a whole other story, hand. actually. But uh, it was, yeah, more more or less was. So sorry, you know, this won't happen again, and it happened again many many times. Um, but so, yeah, I just kind of was honest with God, like I, I, I'm willing to accept the consequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she had told me before, like I said, that, you know, if I catch you again, like it's over. Yeah. It's over. I'm not playing. And so I said, okay, I've got to come clean with this. Um, and the last time I remember she was, um, she had went to go take a shower and I, I was in our bedroom and this is how boldness in sin comes out. Right. So she's in the shower. My son's in the other room playing I don't know, video game, doing something. And I'm in the master bedroom, door closed, window open, trying to get a hit in, you know, really quick, really quick while she's in the shower. Just the boldness Mm. of that. Mm. Didn't think, it it didn't occur to me, like, what if she smelled this? What if, you know, what could happen? Didn't care because it was all about, you know, self. Anyways, God, I'll I'll, I'll take whatever concept comes and if that means you know divorce then then I deserve that you know but I'm praying that you would just you know change my heart and that you know that wouldn't be the case so she comes home that night comes home from work I lay it all out there and let her know what's going on (laughs) and here's how God works she her reaction was she was actually put at ease because remember how I said women have intuition she knew something was off and something was wrong Mm. she she thought I was cheating on her okay (laughs) and I wasn't I was just you know I was smoking smoking weed every day (laughs) cheating with Mary Jane Uh, yeah Yeah. yeah exactly um so she was like oh thank god I thought you were having an affair yeah. So kind of softened, you know, <laughs> softened the blow, but it was it was it was like you had to be there, but it was such a God thing, like thank you God that yeah. her reaction was the way it was. Um so, so how'd you yeah. walk away from it completely? You went cold turkey, did you slip up a couple times after that? It was like a slow cold turkey, bro. Like God took the taste, the want, mm. the the yearning completely away so, from So me. you didn't even, like, struggle with, like, the craving for it later on as stressful situations. Games are just, just a hit. Never. Yeah. He completely healed me of it. And the same thing happened with cigarettes because mm. I, I used to be a smoker, okay. too. Um, I went on the patch one time, and I didn't like it because it messed with my heart rate and stuff like that. I didn't like that. And um, – I did get a subscri- uh, prescription for um, Chantix. And if you know anything about Chantix, a lot of people that have taken it, they, they have really vivid dreams like nightmares. I didn't have any of that. And so that kind of helped. But same thing, man. Like he completely yeah. healed me of that. Yeah, I never, ever went, went back to that. I'm talking, we were, you know, 
more than a pack a day. Um, That was me and my wife. Both of us have been healed, you know, from, from that. And I truly believe that um, because you hear that a lot with like, like AA and things like that, where they're like, Hey, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. And I say, no, Mm. when Jesus takes that away from you, when the Lord heals you of that, you're not an alcoholic anymore. You used to be, Mm -hmm. but that's not your identity or your label. You know anymore, but, but yeah. you also practice wisdom as you walk. You don't. Oh sure. Go around. Absolutely. I'm not going to go around. A, yeah, and yeah. be around everybody who's smoking right. yeah. weed. Right. Lest I fall into temptation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. So you're right. There's there's wisdom in that. But yeah. that was the thing. Uh, that you're was turning like, around. That was yeah. the turning point yeah. where it was like, that's enough, man. I'm starting to. Uh, I need God. Amen. You know, I have. I have to. I have to go and be with him. And uh, all it took was an invitation. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? So, Javi, what, what's uh Turning point, man. I feels like a, like a semi-trailer doing a U-turn, like this really long round turn. Um, I, I doesn't feel like a moment to me. It, it is more of a process um, and out of my own fault. Um but uh as i shared on early on uh episode uh i i grew up in the church parents were pastors um i was always encouraged to love god love people um it, it was never you have to be the youth pastor you have to you know preach you have to teach you have to do this or that no it was just serve god um in, in whatever capacity that was um you know, you know i i could be serving god and, as a doctor, I could be serving yeah. God. You know, a- anywhere. Um, it, it's your day in, day out that is worship to God. Um, but I enjoyed music. I enjoyed... Uh, um, I, I was attracted to So drums, you know, is where, where I was uh, kind of got in. And, and so I, I learned, uh, I learned uh, drums and started playing. So involved in worship parents are pastors and this is probably 10 11 years old and then eighth grade um had a buddy and he uh he like sends me this link to this website and it's like funny stuff uh, but in the middle of all the funny stuff it's provocative it's not um straight porn um it's uh you know it's 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 uh it's, you know sexually uh um promiscuous you know some some things were supposed to be funny and um and so (laughs) i remember uh the computer was in the basement and uh so we'd get on on aim chat your parents yeah yeah my parents house i'm 13 14 um we're on aim chat and we talk and He'd like send me a link and like you know look look at this and we'd laugh blah 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 blah, um, and it's like two in the morning. I had snuck down to the basement on the computer, and I hear the stairs and I knew because oh. like I'm on alert like like I'm uh, I'm 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 a deer in the field like ears are up just you know because if I gotta keep an eye out my mom will wake up at any moment my dad my dad's sleeping no worries there but my mom uh, we'll get there my mom so i hear stairs and i'm like i'm caught like yeah uh, i can't do anything 
she catches me shuffled yeah 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 <laughs> and, and i'm at this point i'm pretty good with technology my parents are not and i was like what are you doing i'm like oh just you know i'm already in trouble because i'm up on the computer so even if i wasn't doing anything like that i would still be in trouble so i play it off she's like show me <laughs> what you've been <laughs> looking at and I could have like, I tried to play it off. Like, no, you know, just these. And she's like, show me every single page you've been looking at. <laughs> so, and I knew how to delete history, um, but I did not get to that part quick enough before she got there. So and even if she, my mom wouldn't have backed down, she would have made me because my mom knew. My mom is a woman that prays and uh, nothing, no sound woke her up because I was quiet um i've been down there for a while <laughs> but it's for my mom is just the holy spirit just yeah, waking her up it's and you need your, your son's not in his bed all right <laughs> let's go find him um so we we go through this and now my dad's awake it's probably four in the morning oh, I, i'm crying i'm in trouble i got caught and this was kind of the start of one of my biggest struggles through my early teenage into my young adult years um and it was pornography um and out of that i had already started to become a decent liar um but now with this habit i had to up my game because my parents were aware of i dabbled in it and so they would check in on me and they'd ask javier how's that going you know you know are you are you struggling with masturbation are you struggling with pornography like and I'd be like, oh, you know, it's... Mom, it's a, <laughs> No, I, like, my parents were very forward about it. it. It wasn't, you know, they weren't hiding it or just playing it, trying to beat around the bush. They were just straight up about it. And, and my answer was always, like, a partial answer. It, it was a lie. So it'd be, you know, everyone my age struggles with it. But, you know, I, I'm doing okay. It's not, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not bad. And that was like, I, I would give them an answer to just appease them, let them kind of let me be. And then it just, it went from just watching stupid videos with, you know, fully clothed but provocatively dressed women to that one isn't enough. Yeah. To just pornography. And I found ways around f getting it. I didn't have a computer. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have anything, but I still find ways. I, I found ways uh, online. I'd, I'd, um, my dad had a, a Palm Pilot. I don't know if you guys ever uh, <laughs> remember Palm Pilots, oh but it was goodness. like a, it was the first handheld computer essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I figured it, like it got on the web. And <laughs> this is funny, but. It's super pixelated, but I still <laughs> watched naked women on here, you know, super pixelated, pixelated right? Women. But it was enough yeah. to stimulate. Yeah. And then this addiction to pornography, masturbation, right, just kept on growing to where I had a phone or uh, an iPod, and then I had access yeah. to it, right? And, and my parents were, they, they we, we've talked about this, this isn't anything new to my parents, but they, they were, my mom was like, hey, I sense something. What's going on? Yeah. Where are you at on this? And again, I just give. I'd lie, um, and, and I don't. I don't think she was fully convinced, but it, it was. You know, she she just kept praying about it. Just enough. 
<laughs> she so it, it just continued to where like it was a, a daily habit it was that hit of weed mm. right it was that that snort of c- coke right like yeah. it became a drug for me yeah um like a habitual thing of i can't fall asleep till i watch porn and masturbate like yeah. this was yeah. it became right all while this is behind closed doors yeah all while on the front end i go to church every mm-hmm. wednesday every saturday i'm on the worship team um i i i don't drink i don't do drugs i i don't party um i i have one girlfriend my girlfriend from high school i've only had one girlfriend so like it all appeared very clean mm-hmm. i was there for all the meetings um i talked the right way um music like for a while i listened to a lot of secular uh music a lot of rap lil wayne and, and a lot of that was trash and i finally pushed that away right but pornography just hang on i hung and hung hung on there um and so i start leading the worship team i start being part of worship nights uh all while i'm just deep in the mud of pornography um, it, and it'd be like, oh, Friday's coming. You know, it's Friday. Oh no, I gotta stop watching porn because Sunday's coming up. I gotta lead worship on Sunday. I gotta, I gotta clean up, clean up yeah. for these past few days, right? <laughs> Altar calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was just like, and it was just happening, and I'd feel terrible every time. Like after the high, I'd feel awful. Yeah, I'd feel yeah. like a guilt piece of crap. Yeah, right. Yep. But I'd still come back. Yep. So it only lasted for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And so it just continues, continues for a long time. I mean, I remember Sundays where God moved and I'd be like, God, how did you use me after everything I've done this week? Mm-hmm. And I was just humbled, felt so unworthy and felt so wrong for what I did. But yet still, a few hours later, I'm back to it. Yeah. Right. And it was just could not and i would try i i'd I'd like get online and how to stop watching porn you know like and i like try to follow things on my own going back to our prior episode leave me alone um i was just trying to do it on my own and uh, one of my friends in costa rica dan he's a pastor and from a distance he's been a mentor and um i had some very open conversations with him i i didn't fully admit what I was going through but he was very open very transparent um and he kind of started along with my dad two very instrumental people in helping me being transparent um but then I I'm my wife and I we dated for nine years broke up for 10 months and then two years later less than two years later we got married so uh, on the second round of dating like those 10 months that we were separated um like i felt god was telling us telling me you need to break up so i did and it was the hardest thing because mm-hmm. since high school senior years when we started dating my heart was always i want a wife i don't want a girlfriend i want to find a wife mm-hmm. somehow i had that mentality um at that young age so when i started dating lauren i fell in love with her like deeply like just who she was um and, and so nine years in which is 
don't date for nine years. I don't know where the camera is. Don't date for nine years. <laughs> it's not wise. Um, so we'll, we'll come back to that another time. Um, but on the second round of, of us dating, like I knew marriage was happening because the only reason I would get back with her is if we were going to get married. So yeah. this is when it hits um, for me. And this is when change really started happening. Husband love, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started thinking and I, I was reading a book and studying how Christ has loved us. And that's how I'm supposed to love my wife. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This is serious. And so I don't think it was the wisest person to be accountable to. Cause at that time she was just my girlfriend. I should have gone to someone else. But I, I, I told her, I said, Hey, I'm addicted to porn. Um, it, it's, it, I, I, I need, I can't quit. Like I've tried. Um, and then that allowed me to talk to other people about it. And like, that was a turning point. Yeah. Um, the confession, yeah. right. Um, uh, maybe Galatians. I, I can't remember right now, but, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Paul tells us to confess our sons to one another, pray, and then we'll be healed, and then we'll be freed. Um, the That was key. And I avoided that for so many years because I did not want to open up. I did not want to tell someone, yo, I've been <laughs> leading worship, and last night I was masturbating and watching porn. Yeah. Um. Like it was shameful and, and out of that also lust, right? Because of what I see on my phone, then now I'm trying to catch it in real life because yeah. ooh, real life, like it's a little bit more, right? And then from there, my, my, with my girlfriend, Lorna at that time as my girlfriend, um, we never had intercourse, but we did everything but. Yeah. Right. So it all yeah. Yeah. was a snowball effect and it all started from this let me see a little bit more. Yeah. So when that transparency came and I told someone about my struggle, change started to happen. And mm -hmm. I think the realization of the weight, the responsibility that was on me to lead my wife to the Father as Jesus led us to the Father, that's when it was like a punch in the face that started change in my life and right now am I addicted to porn no but I walk in a way out of wisdom yes yes because I know that's been a struggle yes so I'll go months without being on social media yeah because I realize if, if I have social media there'll get points where I start yeah getting loose with my finger and mm -hmm. what I click on and I am accountable to my wife every time I have seen any sort of nudity in a woman or had that desire and somehow acted upon it. Yeah. I have confessed to my wife yeah. within hours. Like I've had to wake her up. Right. Because it was so strong or I had just messed up. Yeah. So I keep continuing being accountable while being wise and knowing where I've struggled in the past. And 
that that's here's here's a reason why we're going to wrap this up because we we have a lot of stories that will come up later on and adding to this because this is important uh you cannot change unless you acknowledge you need change you cannot be transformed unless you confess your sins we cannot forgive one another he is the only one that can forgive. But when we open up, we tell him, hey, we messed up and we need you. I cannot do this without you. So this is why we need those earthly relationships so they can lead us to the heavenly relationship. That we can be transformed. Are we there yet? No. Until we get to heaven, we'll be perfectly holy. He's the only holy. Do we struggle with stuff? Yes. Every day we have to die to ourselves. Every day we have to for ask for forgiveness and forgive. But if we don't start somewhere, the scripture says that if you confess your sins and turn away from your ways, I will forgive you. I will make you new. Mm -hmm. And this is a scripture that we, we, we uh, I have in our mission statement, Romans 12. The renewing of our mind, the transformation of our thoughts in our hearts. This is where it starts. So transformation starts with renewing the mind. You know, so 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 we're not here because we got it all figured out. We're here because we messed up and sometimes we continue to mess up, but we need one another. Yeah. So we want to make ourselves available. Rebrand is here for you and for us. This is why our email and most of our stuff says rebrand me too. I also need to be rebranded in many areas of our lives. So, um, Andy, why don't you pray us out? And uh, we, we got a lot of stories that we're going to share with you guys. This is just the beginning, guys. Yeah. So I hope you're looking forward because I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to getting to know you guys more. I don't want to open up my my trash, but I think it's necess necessary for us to grow in relationship. Yeah. So any other thoughts? And then Andy can, can close us in prayers. Oh, I, I mean, I think one thing we'd like is to have other people come on and share about what God's done in their lives. Because yeah. uh, we're not just out here to talk bad about us. Or, no, it, it's to point to Jesus. Yes, that's that's right. the whole goal. Like, we're, we're pointing to Jesus. So... We are focused on that, so yeah, we'd yeah. love to have other people come on and, and yeah. share. Yeah, so pray us out. Sure. Let's go to the Father. <clears throat> Father, we bow before you. We come to you in confession. We uh, come to you uh, with honest hearts. 
seeking for uh, seeking redemption and restoration. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be transparent and to share from our hearts these stories of pain and struggle and addiction and hurt. We can share those stories because of what you did for us. Yes. Yes. We can be open and honest about it and even and even laugh about it because in the end you restored us. Yes. And so Father, we're as Harrison said, you know, we're we're never uh, going to be, you know, perfect. We're not perfect. We don't have it all figured out. But by your blood, you you atone for us. You cover us. Yes. You you make us perfect and holy uh, because you took it all for us. And so we thank you, Father, for the journey. I'm reminded of of an old song that says, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey. Because it was in that journey that we learned. And uh, and we're still learning as we get closer and closer to you. Yes. But Father, we open ourselves up to you and ask that you would just continue to work in us, continue to, to mold us and make us into what yes. you want us to be. Help us to always be honest with ourselves, yes. with others. Hold us accountable, Father, to who we represent, and that is you. Yes. Help us, Father, to have a true, bold witness yes. to this world, yes. uh, professing you, proclaiming you with our mouth. Yes. We confess, Father, uh, our sins, um, but we also confess that we are... Um, broken people in need of a savior yes, yes. and we thank you for being our savior we yes. thank you for for making us whole and making us new and for covering us yes. father we pray for those uh who are hearing this who will hear this on uh, youtube or whatever podcast format they may hear it father we pray for restoration in their lives yes. We pray, God, that you would touch them and meet them where they are, Father. Help them to understand that they don't have to clean up before they can come to you, that they can come as they are, and that you will meet them there. Yes. That you came to this earth for the broken. Yes. For the downtrodden. Yes. For the brokenhearted. And that you will save, and you do save. Yes. So, Father, we thank you for being our Abba, for being our daddy. Yes. Thank you for being our father who loves us, who cares for us, mm-hmm. and who makes right relationship with us. Yes. Father, we pray all of these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Yes. Amen. 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 All right, Peace guys, until the next one. Be blessed. Talk to you soon. Amen.